Welcome to season one, episode six of your Smart Money Mindset podcast. Hi guys, and welcome back to your Smart Money Mindset podcast. On today's episode, we're doing a 25-minute segment with Don C. It's something that, as many of you know, I like to do in between interviews, sharing tips that I have learned on my own personal finance journey. Now, on today's episode, I want to look at and talk about emotional spending. But before we get into the good stuff of what that is and share some helpful tips and tricks on how to curb emotional spending, I want to pose a series of questions to you and who knows, see if any of it resonates. So have you ever felt guilty having gone on a shopping spree because you've realised that the items that you've purchased, you've either not needed or you subsequently realised that you haven't actually used? Or have you found yourself aimlessly browsing online or in pre-COVID days up and down the aisles of your favourite retail store? looking for any and all products, anything to purchase just to make yourself feel that little bit better. Or my personal favourite, have you ever found yourself frustrated, angry, irritated at a situation or a person and rather than confronting that head on, you sought to take out your frustration by mindlessly shopping purchasing items that, as I mentioned, you don't need or you realise you don't actually end up using. If you answered yes to any or all of those questions, then you might be an emotional spender. But I think it's really important that I say that we will all, at some point in our lives, treat ourselves when we are feeling down or equally treat ourselves to celebrate an achievement, you know, a new job, a new house or you know, obtaining or exceeding the grades that we've worked relentlessly for. And that doesn't automatically translate to you being an emotional spender. That's not what I'm saying. However, depending on how often you're doing this treating spree, as I like to call it, or your reasons behind it, it may well be emotional spending in disguise. Now, this cheeky budget breaker... (laughs) Um, is actually more common than you think. And it was one of the biggest trends seen in the second lockdown. Barclay Card in July 2020 commissioned some research and found that Britain spent about 40.6 billion online on non-essential items. That's about £770 a person. So it's definitely very common. And if you're experiencing it or have experienced it in your past, you're definitely not alone. Now, we've kind of gotten a vague picture of what emotional spending is, but I want to look at defining it. I want to try and hone in on what emotional spending looks like. So at its core, emotional spending is when you buy something to ease your emotions or you buy something to kind of reinforce or amplify how you're feeling. And this emotion can range from stress, anger, jealousy, all the way to happiness and celebration. And, you know, people often say that um, emotional spending is almost synonymous with impulse buying. 
you know, purchases that are in the moment, you know, which are unneeded or just completely out of budget. So for example, you know, you, you go to the store or retailer to buy a pair of shoes that you really need, <clears throat> excuse me, and you come out with, you know, four other additional items that you hadn't even gone into thinking about um, or actually even needed, right? And so whilst, yes, the odd one or two purchases, not going to break the bank, but it can quickly, it can definitely quickly spiral out of control, especially if, as has been the case um, for me in the past, you know, your, your emotions are always fluctuating you know you're going from you're being really really you know happy and to suddenly something really stressing you out at work and, and and suddenly you're just in a really foul not so great mood and um just just going back on that research that Barclay Card did you know when you look at the first and second lockdown you know it was something that none of us had really ever experienced before ever you know, emotions were really heightened. It was a really unsettling situation. You're being told you literally have to stay at home. You wake up, you've got to stay at home. You've got to work at home. You've got to socialize at home. You've got to exercise at home. Everything has got to be done at, a, at home. And it, it, it gets to a point where it, it's pretty miserable, right? And what you often find, especially with those who, um, who experience emotional spending, it's in moments like that where you you quickly look to create some level of joy and 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 that will often be found in you know a quick online purchase or before covid you know a quick dash to the shop to um look at stuff and and, and potentially buy something just to make me feel a little bit better and the, the thing is that small moment of joy that is one seeks to create for themselves it never really lasts because you know after the high of the frivolous purchase comes that guilt that really rock hard sick feeling of <laughs> oh you realize that basically what you've purchased none of what you've purchased you actually need and in in actuality what you've ended up doing is either taking a huge chunk out of your budget which means that other things aren't now going to be able to be, you know, met. Or, you know, the savings plan that you put together for that moment has now been kind of disheveled because you've gone on your own, you know, shopping spree rampage. And then I think another thing that really fuels a lot of emotional spending, and definitely was the case for me, was social media. You know, you go online, you see everyone buying certain stuff or, or talking about the latest trend um, and the purchases that they've made um, in light of those trends. And, and, you, and you end up doing the same, right? And one of the other things that really plays a part, I think, and contributes and compounds emotional spending even more is we're living in an age where everything is just so quick. Everything is just so easy, especially when it comes to online shopping. You want to buy something, it's usually just a one quick click purchase. You know, companies are really moving to this whole frictionless purchasing, making things so easy so that, you know, the, the customer will purchase the product. 
You can store your cards on your favorite sites, all of this. When you look at Amazon, eBay, PayPal, they're all offering this one-click purchase. And now we buy now and pay later. My God, you know, with Klarna and ClearPay, you're able to just mindlessly shop and without it even showing up on your bank statement straight away. And finally, the last thing that I think that when I was dealing with emotional spending really, really, you know, got me were banner ads. You know, you will look online at, you know, an item thinking about purchasing something. You might not be prepared at that moment in time to make the purchase. You're just doing some browsing, right? You leave it to one side. You go about your business on a social media platform. You're, you know, conversing with friends. You're looking at stuff. And, and then you're just bombarded with these ads of what you had been looking at. And they just follow you across devices until you cave, which just adds to tempting you even more. So I've kind of given you a bit of a, a, a flavor on what emotional spending is, how we define it, what it really looks like, and some of the stuff that kind of fuels it, which I hope in, in listening, maybe some of it does resonate with you. These were kind of my, the things that fueled my emotional spending in the past. And I want to kind of look at, okay, so if it's something that you're experiencing, what can you do about it? And I found some of these really, the, the tips that I'm about to share, I found them really helpful. And, you know, some of them might be a bit draconian. You know, there'll be people that think this is a bit extreme. But for me, it definitely worked. Um, so I think the first thing, and it goes back to my point about social media really fueling emotional spending. I went on a social media hiatus. So literally six to nine months, I was not on social media. And again, might sound a bit extreme, extreme, cool, okay. But I felt it was really necessary. It took away the pressure. Um, I discussed this in one of the first episodes on your Smart Money Mindset podcast with Nina about financial resilience and just this keeping up with the Joneses effect and the pressure that you feel when you go online sometimes and, you know, such and such is able to afford this and you, you're either thinking, well, I'm on the same... I'm earning the same amount or earning more. So, you know, if, if they can afford it, I mean, surely I can, come on. Um, and by removing myself from social media for a, a short stint, well, six to nine months isn't really a short stint, but uh, that's by the by, it really removed that pressure for me. So when I came back to social media, I was so out of the latest trends, I didn't even care. I did not even care what the latest trends were, just carried on. So that... That was number one. And then number two, closely linked to that, I was recommended by a friend to um, download a search engine, DuckDuckGo, DuckDuckGo. That was powerful because essentially this search engine really, really protects your privacy. So there's no online tracking of your activity. You can go online, decide actually, you know, this, this coffee machine is great. I've seen the various brands that do it, the pricing. I'm not ready right now to commit to that. And you don't need to worry about it popping up every which way when you go on social media or whatever. So that was really good as well. And then the third thing for me, and this goes back to number one about my social media hiatus. When I did come back to social media, I decided to unfollow accounts that just tempted me to mindlessly spend. Now, what do I mean by this? We need to really think that, first of all, this podcast is focused and geared towards young people, right? And as young people, we know... Um, I'm not even saying that I'm young people in that, but 
what I mean is young people are surrounded quite a lot by influences. Okay, and these people are promoting brand products, all of this. And, and what I really hope that a lot of young people know and realize is that a lot of the time what they're promoting, they haven't actually put their hands in their pocket to purchase. They've gotten it for free and they are promoting this product for young, um, for the brand. And you can, if you don't know that, if you don't really appreciate that, you can be deceived into thinking, well, you know, Nicole's got, she's promoting all of these various different, I don't know, handbags or whatever. Okay, um, how is she able to afford all this stuff if, you know, I need to keep up, I need that. But nine times out of 10, they haven't actually purchased it. Nine times out of 10, they don't even keep it. It is just for promotion, um, influencing, so that it can widen the customer outreach. Um, so I really did, I, I, I intentionally sought to unfollow accounts that just tempted me to mindlessly spend. And then the fourth thing for me that also helped is that I added or reintroduced, should I say, friction in my, um, like my sales journey. So what that means is that for my favorite sites, so ASOS, Hobbs, all of those kinds, I removed my car details. So what you can often do is, as I was saying earlier, you can go on, it's all about this frictionless purchasing. So you can store your cards, making it easy for next time so that you don't need to go and get your car details and type it. You can just click and meaninglessly go through and purchase. Next minute, you're, you, you've spent 200 pounds uh, in less than 60 seconds, right? Um, and I don't know if you have ever been in a situation where you've been in your, I don't know, room, bed, it's late at night, you wanna purchase something and you realize that your purse is either in another room or it's buried in the bottom of your bag somewhere and you just aren't prepared to get out and look for it. That kind of stuff, because my card was no longer on site, I would, I would need to do that, which is kind of, I don't know, kind of, it kind of just make me think, actually, that's just, really long and I can't be bothered and then by the time I'd woken up the next day I was totally over it I thought well, what was I thinking I don't really need that purchase that's great moved on so adding friction back into my sales journey where I would need to actively go and hunt for my card I'd need to actively you know um put my card deep it's all work <laughs> it's just too it's, it's just long can't be bothered <clears throat> so that really helped and then um I'd say that that the, the next thing for me that also helps, it goes back to the first episode that we did on Your Smart Mini Mindset with Nina. We're talking about delayed gratification. And she talks about a 14-day one where she sees an item, she'll say, do I want it? Do I need it? Okay, if I don't need it, I want it then, clearly. Did I want it yesterday? No. Okay, I'm going to wait two weeks. And then if it's still on my mind, I might purchase it. With me, similar kind of thing. But, you know, there wasn't a 14-day period I waited for. I would just say, okay, do I really want it? Or do I really need it? Understanding the difference. And then for the ones that, for the things I wanted, I would wait to the next payday. I would actually say, okay, cool, wait to the next payday. If it's still on my mind, if it's something I still want, then I'd get it. And, and bear in mind, you know, when I say I'd get it, it would have to feed into the budget that I'd set for that month. 
And again, nine times out of 10, when you've allowed that reflection time, by the time you come to the end of that period, you're just like, actually, I don't really want this. So that really helped. And then the last thing for me, and I think this is the most powerful, is I got a greater sense of self. And that is so important. I'm not, I mean, it's not something for everyone, but I sought to get a bit of um, a bit of counselling, which really helped because I was able to explore and really unpick, you know, my triggers, the things that, you know, really were driving me to want to spend money just aimlessly. Um, and the experience was amazing because I just felt more, more empowered. And I just felt like I'm not going to allow um, my emotions to dictate how I go about doing certain things and engaging with my money. I won't allow it to dictate how I engage with my money. I won't. I will recognize that emotions are emotions. I may be feeling something at one point in time. And it's actually better to deal with what I'm feeling in, and in that moment than take it out using another outlet like shopping. So that together, all of those kind of um, tips and tricks really did help. So I really do hope that you have found that useful. I mean, at the end of the day, it's emotional. We've just kind of touched on it really lightly um, and haven't really gone into um, a lot of detail on it. That's because, you know, these kind of segments that we do in between interviews, it's not for us to go into um, a lot, a lot of detail, but to kind of just touch on the key, the key um aspects of this issue um I really hope that it did resonate with you and you know one thing I will say is if you have any if, if you're listening to this and you know you have experienced emotional spending in the past and other things have worked for you give give me a shout hit me up domsey at your smart money mindset and I will seek to share that information so that others can see it, because I think it's really helpful when we all recognize that we're all we're all fighting a battle. And um, if there's things that you think, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that you were experiencing this or this is something that you also went through and you can share things that that work, then more power to us. And that's great. So, um one thing I did want to say just towards the end of this episode, I intentionally waited to the end, <laughs> um, is that this project has been, for me, it's really been amazing. It's something that I definitely needed to do. And I was, I'm very, very happy that I got the opportunity to do so. I met some amazing people um, and some who were friends, some who, you know, you've been introduced to and then you know sought to, to, to develop some form of, of friendship so it has been great and I really hope that some of the content or all of the content that we've explored for people who have felt that they needed just no BS straight up easy talking um, info around this I really hope that it, it met your needs and whilst your smart money mindset is definitely not finished the next episode will be the last episode for this season. I know, I know, I know. Oh my gosh, no. 
<laughs> it will be the last episode for this season. And for that reason, we will be back not the second Friday of the month, as in we won't be back next month on the second Friday of the month. We will be back the month after on the second Friday of the month. So that will be the 13th of August. We will be back. And I think this topic, this this last topic for this season that we'll be doing, um, I think it's the perfect topic to end the season on. Um, even once this season is finished, your smart money mindset, my inbox is open and feedback and, and all of the things that you've done to date, you know, telling me extra stuff that I should look to do and content that I should explore, blah, blah, blah. Like I take that on board. I really do. So um, please do feel free to, 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 to hit me with um, any uh, feedback that you, you think would be useful. Um, and what I will be doing is closer to the 13th of August, of course, I will be, you know, sharing some sort of reminders just so, you know, you don't forget and you do tune in for that last episode for the season. If you've enjoyed this episode, though, please do rate it on your favourite podcast platform. Um, Again, one final time, if you have any questions, queries, anything you want to ask me um, or feedback, hit me up, domsey at yoursmartmoneymindset.com. And as I say, we'll be back on the 13th of August, guys. So no, I haven't said that incorrectly. Not next month, the month after, second Friday of the month, um, where I will be joined by a very special guest to wrap up season one of your smart money mindset. Thanks a lot, guys, and I will speak to you very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.